Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. Today, we have a really exciting intro because I have producer Matt. Hello. And hot boyfriend John. Hi, it's me, John. <laughs> and we have had a really nice night together. We had pizza with mm-hmm. the fam. Um, we've had some drinky drinks. Except Are the for mics Matt. hot? I didn't ask. Are the mics hot? We're good. We're good. Oh, they're hot. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt and I have had this... Um, evil plan that we really want we really want to get john to watch just a horror movie a horror movie and here's the thing john i think that you're scared more of like being scared yeah you're scared of being scared more than like i think you're actually gonna be fine can i I detail to the audience why i don't like horror movies sure that'd be fair all right so I've never enjoyed a horror movie in my life. I've okay. never like wanted to do it. But the only time, and this feels like this, uh, I ever watched a horror movie was my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend at the time. Uh, don't Ugh, so much is her fault. No, that's college. no different. Different girlfriend. High school girlfriend was cool. We're okay. chill with high school girlfriend. We're not okay. friends or anything. But like, if she hears this, she deserves to know. Everything's fine. Nothing bad ever stemmed from that. Except for the horror movie. Except for this horror movie thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, which is fine. But here's here's the detail. So, she loved horror movies. Yeah, loved them. And Annabelle came out oh, yeah. while we were dating, which at the, I didn't understand mm. was a very scary movie. I guess for for some people. I mean, who, that's like a that's like an actual like movie meant to scare people. Yes. Right. Okay. So I, she was like, I want to go see Annabelle. I want you to come see it with me Mm -hmm. so you can try to enjoy a horror movie. (laughs) And I was like, I really don't feel like I can do that. Yeah. And she was like, if you. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) If you come watch this movie with me, we can try anal sex. Oh yeah. I've heard this before. Okay, And I was like. Time to go see Annabelle. It was going to be Anal Bell by the time you were done with that thing. <laughs> Bad radio. My hand is full fledged in the air right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, let's go see Annabelle. <laughs> it is to this moment, and I hope she hears this, the most embarrassing moment of my life because I went to the movie. It wasn't just her. I thought it was going to be me and her, but it was me, her, and her dad and her sister. Oh. And I was so afraid I hid under her cardigan sweater. I, okay, so I will say that Annabelle, like, I think Annabelle for people who like horror movies is like fun. For me, it's fun. It's entertaining. I like that there's like a whole bunch of like different stories that ladder into it. Like it's part of the Conjuring universe. Sure. I love that whole like... I love that whole series. I know there are people who definitely don't, but like it just like scratches an itch of like indulgent horror for me. Mm. However, it's intended to scare. Like it's intended to be scary. It's meant to like freak you out. What Matt and I decided would be a good like entry level horror movie is Scream. And the reason that we decided this is because it's it's sort of like um, a crossover of of like pop culture and comedy and can I scary but not that scary. I mean, I can, can tell I, you what some of the other options. I I brought a backpack of yeah. like eight options. <laughs> okay. And we like strongly debated this. Yeah. And we Im- immediately 
we were like, we can't we can't start him with Candyman because that's too much. Don't yeah. know what that we, is. We can't start him with Texas Chainsaw Massacre Sorry. right out no, the gate. No, if that's you too did much. that, if you did no. that, I would walk home. <laughs> no, I would leave my car at this house. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. With so we were focusing on you. We were focusing on like yeah. what you would is like. Is Candyman a, a Jordan Peele? Is Candyman? He did the remake of it. Okay, got we're going to do the original. Yeah. And Candyman, I think you would you would appreciate, appreciate it, but it's it's a it's a deep end throw. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. My experience with Scream. Is, is, that, is Jamie Lee Curtis Scream or is she only She's uh, Halloween. Halloween. She's okay. the Halloween movies. Um, and God, the show so Scream hot. Queens. She's but, so hot. But this is, we get she Drew Barrymore so and Nev Campbell. And there's, there's some good Jamie, people. Yeah, in. there's some really good people in, in Scream, but also like just, just like Can to I have like a, a moment about an, Jamie an Lee Curtis. An outsider looking in question about horror movies. Sure. Sure. At what point do you stop appreciating the movie as being a good movie and you just embrace it as being scary? No, I think that's the op. It's the it's opposite. It's the opposite. It starts scary and then it just becomes yeah. a fun a good experience. Movie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the bad horror movies are what I'm describing in my question. Okay. So no, because so here's the thing. I oh, think, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Like the like horror movies that that stink are just like scary for no reason, and they they don't have like a good movie element to them. Well, so sort of like a bad comedy. So here's the thing: horror movies. I have found my enjoyment of horror movies. The reason why I do a podcast about them is because. Most of them are very bad and like, (laughs) but like they're bad on the same realm of like why the room is bad, but good is like, Oh, the room, like the, uh, yeah. Like, like how high Mark. Yeah. Like, yeah, because that's a great movie (laughs) because here's the thing. Like when, especially in the eighties, there was this mindset of if you were a small unknown filmmaker, if you made a horror movie, you had a guarantee that it would turn a profit because you could make it for such a low budget with mm. no names and people would see it. So you just wow. have this plethora of like dudes and their friends in the backyard, like <laughs> throwing a movie together with no ability to do a movie. What and, would... and you get films like Sleepaway Camp, which I think is still oh. like one of the most high rated, like how Sleepaway did this get Camp. made episodes? Sleepaway like, Camp was, was the movie that I watched on my birthday, <laughs> on my birthday during the pandemic because I was quarantining with friend of the pod, Lance Pass. Okay. So it was like, it was my birthday. <laughs> friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend of the pod. It was my birthday and that's why you told me this because I told you that it's my favorite <laughs> horror movie. And you're like, that's also Lance Bass. I have I'm a really so good, enga- I, I have a really good engagement question following this. Okay. Yeah, this is so funny. So yeah, so I was like, I uh, like, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my birthday, and I was like, I would like to just like like get Italian food and watch a movie. And a lot of the people that we were with were like sort of eh about horror movies. Like they, they're okay with some of them, but not all of them. And I was like, okay, so like similar to the situation, we can't mm-hmm. watch anything that's like too scary. And Lance was like, I love Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. And so he was like, what, like, and I was like, oh my God, okay, yeah, down, down. Let's watch Sleep- Sleepaway Camp. And so it was me, Lance, his husband, my roommate at the time, and... And Jasmine, who you know, who I, ended up being I my roommate Jasmine. later, yeah. And I think Holly, yeah, and Holly was there too. Oh we have, yeah. We have a really cute video of us, um, like throwing confetti. It's on my Instagram somewhere if you scroll back. But that day, we watched Sleepaway Camp and ordered um, Buco de Beppo. Oh, I do love Buco de Beppo. <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like ordering Buco de Beppo kind of ruins the whole point of having Buco yeah, de Beppo. That's, <laughs> that's true. All right, wait. Question for both of you. Yeah. Doesn't matter in tandem separately. If you wrote. A horror movie. Mm-hmm. What would be the loose premise? premise? Yeah, 
I've actually started one, but <gasps> I never finished. Oh, really? Wow. Right. Yeah. So, so right. I have a script that I started <laughs> maybe 10 years ago when I was in a writer's group. The script that I had written was called Necro Comic Con. Oh, cool. And it was Is it a, like necrophilia for comic? No. So there's, if you've ever seen like an Evil Dead movie, there's a book called the Necronomicon, which is the book of the dead. So the concept of this movie was that a kid is at a horror convention and thinks that he has a replica of the Necronomicon, but he actually has the real Necronomicon. <gasps> Ooh. And he causes a bunch of demons to rise up, but everyone just thinks they're cosplayers at the convention. <laughs> That's like, feel, it, that feels like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, almost. and it's yeah. up to a bunch yeah. of, it's up to a bunch of washed up 80s action stars to like fight these demons back oh, that's into so, hell. That's yeah, like that's that movie. Really um, oh my god, with Alan Rickman in it. Yeah, like, Galaxy, Space Quest. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. I was like, can we do a Galaxy Quest horror movie? Like, yeah, these oh, people... there, see, see, see. So, <laughs> see how I reacted yeah. to that? That's 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 comedy, baby. Yeah, that's, that's my. <laughs> that was my. Uh, that was my vibe. <laughs> and that's that's just. You know what's so funny about that? Like the way you described that whole situation. Like I was like that makes sense yeah. yeah like that as a horror movie feels right like i don't think reason. i could come up with a horror movie like concept on the spot because part of what i love so much about horror movies is sort of the thriller aspect of them when you like you don't really like i there i have a lot of friends who will watch horror movies and be like well when i started the movie i like knew how it was gonna end and i was like why does your brain even do that my brain would never like i so i would so much rather even if the ending is probably something that i could figure out if i really put my mind to it i would so much rather be like in the moment and yeah. be surprised later and like get the benefit that the movie is trying to present to me well and that's why this movie specifically for me is so important because i was terrified to watch horror movies like hell i could yeah. not do it hell yeah <laughs> when i was a kid like the most that's that so i would watch sick. the most i would watch were like the black and white universal like frankenstein dracula movies. yeah like, for like, the perfect. record i i like the thing that scares me the most is like the alfred hitchcock like the Twilight Zone shit. Yeah. Like anything that like is just a twist of reality. Oh, Really like that'll keep me up at night. No. Okay. So I think you're going to be okay with this. So what happened for me was one of my favorite movies as a kid was Back to the Future. I fucking yeah. love Back and, to the Future. And I became I became a huge Michael J. I Fox do. fan. Oh my so, God. So Michael J. My Fox. My hands are trembling. I know. Michael J. Fox starred in this horror movie called The Frighteners, which is like. Yeah. So yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah. The Frighteners. Never seen it. Okay. I know what it is. I'm a big Michael J. So, Fox guy. So I, I was like, I as a kid, I was like, I was like, I got to push past my fear of horror because I love Michael J. Fox. I've seen everything he's been in. Hell yeah. So I watched Frighteners and I loved it because it was like my mom who doesn't like horror movies. She forgets that it's like an R-rated horror movie and mm. recommends it to families constantly as like a fun PG romp to get their kids. <laughs> There's like, nothing better than describing a movie as a romp. Yes. Oh, it's my favorite. I described describer. something today earlier as a gay romp, yep. and I think Chris loved it. Okay. Yeah. It you also texted me that because I sent you a picture of me listening to Piano Man. <laughs> and you said a gay romp. <laughs> Not not me using gay romp in conversation twice in two days. I absolutely love Frighteners, and I showed it to my cousin, who I was really close with, and he was a horror movie buff, and he said to me, like, if you, if you can handle this, you can handle Scream. And he had me watch Scream, and it was, like, off to the races from that point, because yeah. it was, like... It it was like a mixture of like a teen comedy, which I had already loved. Right. It was like a who done it, which is like always fun for me to be like, ooh, who is the person that's doing this? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's not it's not like oh, it's Halloween, so it's Michael Myers, or it's there's somebody who's doing the murders, and you as the viewing audience is also trying to figure out like 
of all of these suspects in the school, who is the most likely mm-hmm. to be wanting to commit these crimes and what's their motive. Right. So like it mixed so many other genres with this self-awareness and it also spoiled so many horror movies for me that I'm like, okay, cool. I know how that one ends. So I can yeah. just like go check it out and not worry about it. That's so interesting because like hearing all of these different takes on what horror movies are, mm-hmm. it's It has been and still is hard for me to understand horror movies as a genre of something that like people enjoy. Yeah, not even enjoy, but could be like just a genuinely great movie outside of the horror. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like uh, a Tarantino movie is a Tarantino movie because of the way like it cycles back. It it almost exists outside of genre when it's a Tarantino movie. Right. And like like he's one of my favorites. But when when you go with comedy similar to horror but i've never thought about it like this is like the funny is the most important part yes but a really good comedy movie you don't even realize it's a comedy movie it's just a really good movie that makes you laugh yes mm-hmm. so it's a really good movie that makes you like think about things or makes you scared i've said this about horror movies and i've said it about comic books i feel like they're two things that people say oh i don't like those things and I think it's just that you haven't found the right thing. Yeah, I Because agree. I think that people have, like, they think comic books, they think Spider-Man, X-Men, they don't realize, like, no, there's, like, powerful pieces yeah. of art that are comic 100%. books. That's so, that's so interesting. Earlier today, I was talking about, today's one of my best friend's birthdays. It's Nick Rega's birthday today. Yes, I did see your Instagram story. Yeah, and so earlier, we were on the phone earlier today, and we were talking about, like, previous birthdays that him and I have spent together for him. And there was one birthday like a couple years ago where we, when we lived together, we went to go see this movie called Climax, which I need to show you, Matt, the, the yeah, I've trailer I've never for that. heard of this. And the, I feel like my finger's usually on the pulse with horror movies this, named Climax. This was like... <laughs> <laughs> so, but the movie basically, what's interesting about it is it's, it is categorized as horror. It was a movie that while you're watching it, like the there's the tension that you have in a horror movie, like sure. the anxiety and I guess the f- the fear, but it's not fear like being scared. Like you leave and you're like I'm I that fear sticks with you. It was a very different type of fear. And the premise of the movie is it's this dance company in France and I think it's their like company-wide like like they're going to do their like final performance. So they, yeah, like they're Facebook. doing like a, what? So they're doing it. They're doing, they're doing like a. They're having like a party together, and somebody spikes the punch. So what was interesting about it is it's a dance studio, like a professional dance studio. So there's a lot of like a really amazing choreography in it, and then there's parts of it that are so somebody spikes the punch, and then the whole the whole crew ends up getting like really fucked up, but they didn't know that that's what happened. Like they're from the punch. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and they didn't know that it was spiked. So all of a sudden they all start like freaking the fuck out. And they're like, what is, cause like one of the things, it almost feels a little bit like Suspiria. Like it's making me think of elements of Suspiria. Elements of Suspiria for sure. But element, but like, but it is, but Suspiria is like that witchy. Yeah. Like oh, it's very, coven I mean, yeah. situation. Can and I ask one question about it? Mm-hmm. So I love Suspiria, by the way. Like with the spiking of mm-hmm. that situation, was there like a person behind the yeah, whole thing? Yeah, okay. there's, there's a person in the company that spikes the punch Got and it. nobody knows. And, and that's the, like kind of like the who done it of the movie. It's not even that there's like a who done it. It's just you're watching these people who were not expecting to be like out of control 
slip out of control and in a way where like there are people who die like it and gruesome gruesome deaths like it gets is it is it set in one setting or is it it's one it's just in the building of the dance company wow that's crazy but it's that would fuck with me yeah but it's so it is so mad i can't wait for you to watch it because it's so good and it's so like because the director is like this sounds sort of silly but because he's like a like a French director like the way that he framed all of it was so beautiful like the no. lights in it 100 no I know because I'm imagining mm-hmm. like watching Amelie or like Delicatessen it, you where know what it's it is? like beautifully shot and colored and yeah. framed one yeah. of the things I like really enjoy about speaking to people who really like love and admire horror movies mm-hmm. or like like scary movies I don't know what the best way is to denote them but it's that you see so much more than what the scare is. Yeah. 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 And that's when I kind of get like intrigued. You understand so, maybe. So here's, yeah, here's like, the other I, analogy I feel like I'll I use. I could watch that. Yeah. Or, Before yeah. you get into the analogy, because I just want to say literally one, one, one quick thing. Climax is Suspiria and Euphoria combined. Okay. I was thinking it. It, it sounded, it reminded me a little bit of a, if you remember Mayhem that came out a couple of years ago where it's like Ooh. people in an office building and they pump in like a rage gas and just let them like yes. massacre okay. each other. Similar. Rage similar gas is what vibe. I get every time I get, I eat dairy. That's, <laughs> oh, that's it. But no, John, I think we, we talked a little bit of wrestling today, which I don't know if oh, you're actually yeah. a wrestling fan or not. I'm, but, I'm a huge wrestling fan. My, oh. Me and my friend, Pat Pitts, Pat Pitts, is my best, best friend in my life. Like, could not treat yeah. him for the world. He is the biggest wrestling fan of my, like I've ever met. When I went to college, we lived together for four years, and I was in that boat of, like, wrestling's lame. Like, it's not fun. He was like, can we talk about it? It's my favorite thing ever. If you watch it in the entertainment facet, like, yeah. this is like a... St- it's staged, obviously, of course. But if you watch it, like it's like a Broadway show. Well, that's so that I think that horror fans, when they've watched enough of it, like you're not, I'm promising you that you will appreciate elements of Scream, but you won't appreciate it quite on the level of Alyssa and I. But if you kept watching horror movies and came back to it, it's the same as like when you watch a brilliant wrestling match or watch a brilliant stand up bit where you're like, it's not even about what you're seeing on the screen, but it's like Dude. the craft of what is, built yeah. to it. Is this like Mick Foley through the top of the yeah, cage? Yeah, like think of like something like that where you're watching something that's like the the psychology that goes into the storytelling mm. is so important. And I think that it's not a mistake that over the last 10 years, the best horror films have been written by comedians mm. because the structure of writing a good scare is exactly the same as writing a good Got joke it. set up. Got it. Like that's why Jordan Peele is killing it. That's why yeah. Danny McBride is killing it. Like all of Dude, these people Danny McBride is are so crushing good. it. Can I, can I de- you know, like detail one thing that I wanted to bring up earlier that we yes, you yes, talked yes. about graphic novels and uh, comics um, comics. And, yeah. Bone. Amazing. I've read all of Bone. <gasps> Bone is unbelievably good. Wow. Bone changed my life as yeah. a middle schooler. Like, I read all of Bone. Shout out my friend Spencer Wilgus. He convinced me to read Bone. And I remember taking out Bone from the middle school library, like, every week until I finished Bone nine yeah it's not it's nine issues i I literally just read it during the pandemic that was the Uh, first time i read i I remember reading the last issue of bone my freshman sophomore year of of high school and i remember thinking like 
the, the to the point of not reading a book. Like this isn't a book. Like this yeah. is just it's art. Beautifully entertaining. Yeah. And I think that's where I get disconnected from the horror movie element of yeah. things where I think movies are incredibly wonderfully entertaining. Uh, I remember experiencing that and thinking like I didn't grasp the value of like certain elements of what I was, I guess reading <laughs> at that point, but the, the artistry, like Alyssa, did you ever read bone? Mm-mm. The artistry in bone is just entra- It's entrancing. Like <laughs> I would go back and read all nine issues of bone right now. It's, it's always, and this is like a side tangent already, but bone is interesting because Jeff Smith who created it has, has such a simplistic art style while also like juxtaposed like his characters are so simplistic but his backdrops are like oh my god like legitimate should be in a museum paintings when, of these beautiful worlds with the simplest drawings of characters inside when of it. they're in any cave ever yeah i implore you to just check out the background of those situations like these are some of the most beautiful drawings i've i've really ever seen and I think I think you would love it. I'm sure with, I would. with or without it. But it kind of lends itself to the conversation we're having tonight of the it's something I would never I would never understand the horror film aspect of things. I think you'll understand it more than you think you would if you just if you watched a little more of them. And I think like what one of the like big like moments where I realized I really loved the genre was two things. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, is like that one of my life. I can no, it's yeah. one of the best, if not the best. It's my number one. I think it is the greatest horror film ever. Made. Yeah, I would like it. It's like the original, not the Jessica Biel. No, not the Jessica Biel film. <laughs> the first one has one of like the lowest budgets <laughs> for a movie of that magnitude, like an extremely bare bones budget. Can I tell a story about the making of that movie that sums up how low the budget is? Yes, yes. So at, in the script for the movie, it calls for Leatherface to fall and cut off his own leg. Mm-hmm. And when they were filming With the consent. movie, when they were filming the movie, the actor who played Leatherface asked the director, that's a pretty impressive scene. How are we going to film that? And the director said, don't worry, it's going to be the last shot of the movie. And he <laughs> doesn't no. answer any and he, no. and he said, he said at the time, I thought what he meant was we're still working on the special effect. Yeah. What I realized he meant was if we accidentally cut off your leg for real, the rest oh of the movie God. has already been shot and oh I can still put God. it out. Like, <laughs> like, Terrible. That's so funny. Because the okay. way they did the special effect ultimately was that they just strapped a stake around his leg mm. and dropped a chainsaw on like, his like leg. A sta- like a, like yeah, a so it just steak? cuts through. Yeah, it just cuts through the pant, and you see a little bit of steak to show that it cut through something. Yeah, it's Shut that up. movie. Yeah, that movie is has an extremely low budget, extremely low, and but and. No, horror on, movies horror movies historically work with extremely low budgets they're an un, it's an underfunded genre in general so as a fan of uh like like horror movies knowing they have under like under budgeted films mm-hmm. do you watch them like the originals at least 
knowing there was lack of budget or do you judge them by not having that budget? I don't really think about it that I don't think about it that much, yeah. but I think like when I reflect on the genre as a whole, I think about how amazing it is to have a cheat because when you're doing something like a horror movie and like I'm coming from like a lens of really being impressed and intrigued by the special effects. And so like when I think about even like Evil Dead is almost entirely practical effects, which means they're physically doing them all instead of like CGI. And there are so many amazing things that happen in that movie that like, like I watch them being a fan of practical effects and like have having spent some time like learning how to create them and I don't know how they did yeah. some well, of the stuff and that's amazing and with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre the low budget I think is why it's so scary yeah. because it doesn't feel like you're watching a movie you feel like you're watching someone's home video that yeah. they yeah. shot so you're like this could be real right like, Right, right. Which you won't get with this. This yeah. feels very saturated 90s yeah. teen, teen flick <laughs> veneer. Yes, so. totally, totally. But I, think, I think it's time to just rip the band-aid yeah, we off have and make to, them watch we it. Have to just, we have to just do it. I, I would love one more drink as we watch this film. He's going to be blacked out and slurring by the end of this. Who said you can't get stoned? John Mayer. <laughs> John Mayer. <laughs> that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. If I'm right about this, I could save a man's life. Do you know what that could do for my book sales? My mom and dad are No, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. I'll be right back. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. What's your favorite scary movie? Where secrets lie in the border fires and the humming wise you man you know you're never coming back Okay. It is Shout out Wes Craven, by the way. It Shut is up. twelve <laughs> it's twelve thirty AM. Matt and I are so sleepy. John is hammered. Is, is hammered yeah. but having a great time. Dude, I called the whole movie. <laughs> You, you, not the whole thing. You did not know. Spoilers. You didn't know that there was two. I knew that yeah. Lenny Kravitz was going to kill everybody. Well, I don't think we watched the same movie. <laughs> um, um, what was his name? Billy oh, Loomis. No, 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 no. Oh. That's not it. It's, uh. Lipschitz. No, no, no. Ernie Primus. Ernie Primus killed everybody. This is not productive. This is, this is insane. We, yeah, we went from 100 to zero. Oh, my God. It definitely took us two and a half to three hours to watch an hour and 50 minute movie. Yeah, two yeah and a half because, because someone in the room kept getting up, going to the bathroom, having conversations with people. I mean, I feel like you could also be describing me. In that. My, 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 but my, you've seen it already. Man, there's drives the desert. Let's oh my god! But like, the big question is: Was that as bad as you thought it was going to be? Watching a horror no. movie? I said it to you as soon as the movie ended. It was like it was not. It wasn't a horror movie to me, per the same way you guys described it. Mm. Yeah, it was perfectly funny. Yeah, yeah. like that was well written on all regards, based on the fact that, like if you think about it, like. A comedian or a comedy writer wrote this. Yeah. yeah. I loved that. Yeah. And I, that makes I me did. excited. And, and I think that there's, there's stuff that I didn't want to call out as we were watching it because I'm like, I don't want to ruin any of this. But there's like so many lines of dialogue in that movie that do like a 
incredible job of foreshadowing things. Like the line that I always think of is when Nev Campbell gets the very first call from the killer and she's like, I don't like scary movies because it's always just some woman running up the stairs instead of going out the front door and it's yeah. insulting. And then they set up an exact scenario where she can't get the front door mm-hmm. open and has to run <laughs> up the stairs. Oh. oh, yeah, that's true. I never thought about yeah, that. Like, there's it's stuff funny. like that or having Jamie Kennedy talking to My... Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie. So yeah. it's like super meta that he's yeah. yelling like Jamie turn around. Yeah, he's yeah, right yeah, behind yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my thing was per like per that example was like it made you want the killer to get things done in a more efficient fashion because you mm. almost felt like you knew when You're they, also, they were going to come into the movie. It's almost yeah. like you're rooting for the killer sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 that's fair. And I do want to, I I, uh, I was texting past guest of the show. Oh, good. Uh, Ashley Victoria Robinson. I, uh, uh, yes. She wanted to know if, when we were Friend hanging out. Friend of the out, show. And uh, she said, are you having fun? I said, we're making John watch Scream for the first time. He keeps yelling, Billy did it over and over again. And she wrote in all caps, but he's going to love the ending. And I said, I don't know. He's kind of drunk. And this is his first horror movie. And she goes, it's a very good one. It's not a scary movie. But the ending of that movie makes the whole thing. Yeah. I, I will say that the thing about this movie that made it so good was that even though you knew uh, like murders were happening left and right. Like, yeah. Drew Barrymore in the get-go, like you knew everything was happening. You were so invested in like who or what. Yeah, who, why, and what. Yeah. yeah. Like you you guys kind of teased me with the I was like, oh, Billy Primus was gonna be the guy who was gonna kill everybody. And uh, I was I was like uh, I was so keen on that 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 dude killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Well, what about David Arquette? Yeah. And I was like, Mm, I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna buy into my theory, <laughs> and so insanely to the point that Billy gets stabbed by a person in the costume, and he's like, "I don't buy still it." Him. He still did it. Still him, yeah. I've never been so confident in something. It, it actually was mildly infuriating, just because. For me as a kid, like I remember the first time watching this, the idea that it could be two killers at mm-hmm. once like shattered my brain. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, there's two of them. That yeah. explains everything. Yeah. It almost feels like they cheated. Yeah. I I will say like as somebody who is not a not appreciator of horror movies, yeah. watching that, I know like it's a sort of horror movie because it's written by somebody who did comedy yeah. previously. That's a really cool, I, I won't say like a brilliantly written movie. Yeah. It's a really coolly written movie. Yeah. Coolly. I'll take that. Well, it's an adjective. It's an I'll adjective. Accept, I'll accept, yeah. I'll accept coolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like, yeah, I've never seen a movie written like that. Yeah. But this is how, I, I promise you, this is... This is the gateway. This is how it starts. No, you're wrong. No, no, no. I promise you I'm not. Don't you, you at least not. want to see Scream 2 to see where they go from here? No, because that wrapped up fine. <laughs> so what I, I will I will give this credit to the Scream movies because I, I love the whole Scream franchise. But the through line of Sydney's character becomes really interesting because by the time you get to like part three, she's like a full-blown shut-in, doesn't trust anybody, like lives in the middle of nowhere away from everybody like unlisted phone number like it really kind of tracks a reasonable person's life if they went through something like that. can i ask you as a question as appreciators of this film and sure. horror films in general 
Do you ever find yourselves being more scared than usual by day to day life? Day to day life. No. I would you, say the you, only you time that this fun. movie directly affected me. Not this movie. Just well, like no, horror but, movies but in general. I'm going to yeah. use like an example. I do dog walking part time, and one right. time I had to do a late night visit at someone's house, and it was exactly like all of the houses in this movie, where it's like gigantic house with multiple floors and mm. no neighbors anywhere to be seen. And I remember having the dog out in the backyard with the leash and just being like, hurry the fuck up and shit so I can get <laughs> away from here because Dude. I was so like convinced that if I walked back into the house, yeah, someone something would be there. was in there waiting so for me. My biggest fear in life is that like, yeah. when I backed into your driveway today, Alyssa, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to get inside. I get that. But I think one of the things that's interesting about movies like Scream is that it's someone that they knew. Yeah. And like, actually, most crimes of that kind are like homicides are are people that you know. Yeah. Yeah. People that you know. So like, you know, sorry, I'm meaning. Sorry. It's one in the morning. We're we're wild on the mics. Listen. Um, Mic drop. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it almost makes it seem like, like if someone that you know is going to try and kill you, you know, it just feels like there's a lot of ways they could do that. And it's yeah. like, like you can't live every single day in fear. And I, I've seen people talk about um, people with anxiety, loving horror movies, because you're seeing your worst case scenario being played out in front of you. Yeah. And like, there's something relieving about that to be like, it can't like, it's almost like when you journal something and you get it out of your head and onto a page, it feels mm. similarly, at least for me, where it's like, if I can watch it all unfold in front of me, it's almost like the evil that you know is better than the evil that you don't. Do you well, ever- I think that that's where the trope of yelling at the movie actually comes in because you're mm-hmm, watching sure. them make mistakes and be like, oh, no, no, I would totally go out the front yeah, door. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you're kind of pre-planned. I, I guess to answer your question though, also I still can't really swim in the ocean because of Jaws. Like that movie mm-hmm. really robbed do, my ability to do. Do you want to hear how, yeah. how silly my life is? I saw a like a it, it was a National Geographic of some. I don't know if it was even their brand, but it was the same idea of a squid in the East Atlantic that if it grabs your leg, you'll never make it back to the surface. It took me months to get back into a public pool. I don't know, like two, like a month and a half ago, Alyssa and I went home, like my my parents' house for something. And I am paranoid when I sleep at home. I always have been, always will be. I don't know why. Yeah. The minute I hear a sound, good luck getting to me, getting me to go to sleep ever. And there was a sound so distinct. I had never heard it before in my life. And I kept getting up. Mm-hmm. It was not, it might have been a squirrel. We live in yeah. suburbia, New Jersey. It doesn't matter. But Alyssa and I were there together. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's it's fine. Like do, you, like, do you need anything? How can I help? Should we turn the light on? Should we walk around? Like, you were like really trying to help me figure out the mm-hmm. issue. But when you have that, like, incessant fear... Yeah, you're just like, this is going to happen. I don't know how, but it's happening. Nothing can change that. You know what's weird is, like, I don't feel like I have that anymore. Like, I think I used to, and I don't think I do anymore. And I think it's almost like, especially when you see things like this, and you... Like, if you watch enough, like, horror movies and whatever... 
I think at a certain point, you sort of like, at least for me, I've sort of like surrendered to like, if something is going to happen, there's so little I could do about it. Like, I'll do my best. But like, even in the case of like, I think of like, um, like The Last of Us, like a zombie apocalypse, like there's no fucking way that I am going to be one of the last people who makes it out. I don't want to be a survivor. Yeah, like I don't want to. That sounds terrible. And so like, like realistically in that circumstance, I'm not making out of this shit. Do you guys, do you guys think like it, when you, when you experience these things that you think about how far you would make it in the given scenario, do you ever like watch it with that? I think my life is too boring. So I can't like, I literally could go not leaving my house for eight days and be completely content. So, Mm -hmm. but so here's the thing I live alone and I have this. Now this is like my new irrational fear. I can't believe I'm about to say the sentence. <laughs> I've like moderately convinced myself that someone might live in my walls at my house. Oh my God. But, I, but I've Dude. concluded that Dude. as long as they don't bother me, fine. Have at it. Dude, so, when like, I lived, at, when I lived, at, no, 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 no. This is, this, it's a hilarious but true. When I lived alone in Quincy, my exact thinking when I would go to bed every night was, Somebody else is here, but yeah. As long as they're not bothering me, but they yeah. they don't want to. They they think I'm cool. That was like my parents. My That's parents fine. used to always ask me if I was like, because my parents were like, "Do you have a gun? Do you have something to protect yourself?" I'm like, "What do I need that for? I lock my bedroom door. They can have whatever they want as long as they don't bother me <laughs> in my bedroom." I, I say that when, when people freaking, as long as they don't disrupt my rep cycle, they can take whatever. I say, they want. I say this all the time, like. When I was a kid living in my parents' house, if there was a robber, I'd be freaked out. Yeah. As an adult, if I walked into my apartment wherever I lived with Chris uh, by myself, whatever, mm-hmm. and some and two robbers were at like end to end to my dresser, yeah, I'd be like, "Listen, you gotta like angle it this way. Yeah, just and, like just don't bother me, please. Yeah. Move me out. Yeah, like take it. <laughs> like 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 ta- like take it. I I don't." Yeah. I don't I don't want it at that point. But back to like the concept of the way that like scream and movies like this work, there's a part of it that I think is always going to be like sort of like out of the realm of possibility mm-hmm. in real life, which is like I think when someone is is trying to commit like a legitimate crime like that, first of all, they the boys knew knew their victims and like had specific specific victims they were going for and they also liked the like p- like playing with their victims making them feel scared make it like getting the rise out of them and that's like when you're dealing with someone like that in or in the real world like that is a psychotic like absolutely mm. unhinged sick person and there is nothing I Alyssa can fucking do like yeah. there's nothing I can do but that's what I think oh, I totally. like about the third act mm-hmm. is like up until the reveal, you're like, well, Billy killed her mm-hmm. for reasons. Mm-hmm. But like once they just start stabbing each other, you're yeah. like, oh, these like, dudes oh, are like have... cartoonishly yeah. unhinged. And yeah. it like it like stops when being they... scary and almost becomes comical because they're, yeah. they're when cartoon they, characters when of a they crazy were sta- person. When they were stabbing each other, my whole thought was like, oh, the writers didn't know how to end this movie. Yeah. Like that was that was what I thought in the moment. It's to to your point, it's crazy to think that there are actors willing to play that part. Yeah, but I mean, but realistically, like this is one of the most iconic movies of all time. Yeah. Like, oh they, my God, yeah. You know, not that they would have known that at the time. Think about how iconic it is that 
Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, this movie, the other thing that's really weird is this movie came out at Christmas time. Mm. It came out December 20th. But there's always horror movies that come out at well, Christmas time, which I love. But what I was going to say is like, it was such an unexpected hit that it was still in theaters by the summertime. <gasps> like it just kept wow. going because like word of mouth was like, you've got to see this movie. So yeah. it, because this was like, you know, now it's like a movie comes out in January and the DVD is like sitting in Best Buy by March. Mm-hmm. Like this was like, as long as we can keep getting money out of this film, we're not putting it on home video until the right. people stop seeing it. And right. it was just like, horror was a dead franchise in sure. the 90s. They were like, nope, the 80s was the king of horror. It'll never come back. This movie single-handedly like revitalized horror to the point that it's still going in 2023. Yeah. It's I, insane. I will say, like... Do you what? know that they just came out with the Scream movie literally yesterday? Yeah, their today. Movie? Today. Oh, At today. the time that we're recording this, Scream 6 came out. Could have fooled me. Uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> um, but my, my thing was that watching and understanding the movie was that, like, you could not appreciate it having not seen it the same way. Yeah. I feel like you guys appreciated it way more than I could have understood it, like to the point of me oh, watching it's, it. It's inside joke central. Like, mm-hmm. even one of the other dumb jokes is in the very beginning. Drew Barrymore is on the phone and she, she says, Oh, I think your favorite scary movie is Nightmare on Elm Street. And he's like, oh, that was a really good movie. And she's like, oh, the first one was good, but the rest of them sucked. The director, Wes Craven, made only the first Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> and none of the other ones. So that was like That's a great. little subtle dig at like hit them taking his creation and like doing seven other sequels against his what like there's also, so like, much little like Easter eggs. Easter eggs like that. Also like not an Easter egg, but when you were like, Hey, uh, if you don't like gore you should turn away from this it was like the scene where the boyfriend where the boyfriend's guts are like dangling yeah. out of him but like it's really that not. was so outrageous yeah. that it wasn't yeah turn away yeah. like oh my well, god this is, no but this is good information though because i was like i don't know is it the gore that he doesn't like yeah if you're no. not like i my, almost wonder now my mind's like could he handle like dead alive where it's just like cartoonish three stooges level of gore for the sake my, of gore my only fear is lack of knowledge okay can i ask you both as uh horror movie appreciators like what do you look for in a horror movie because i think for me like as a comedy guy I look for certain actors, certain people, certain angles to the story. I wouldn't know what, to, like, what would you look for in a horror movie? I, the ones that I like the most have a lot of like backstory and lore. So like, I like Scream because it's like a, it's like a pop culture thing and they're entertaining. They're easy to watch. It's kind of like a breezy form of a horror movie, but like, but the movies that I like the most have like rich backstories and I think that's even why, like, Conjuring and Annabelle, like, that whole, like, universe is sort of like a dollar store version of it, I think, yeah. in some ways. But I like that there is lore and backstory and, like, there's root to what's going on. And I like that. Like, I, I like when it all ties together over a series of movies, too. So when you watch those movies, do you find yourself in a certain trance or, like, a certain element of those where you have removed yourself You've removed yourself from the uh, the element of those movies, and you think like this is almost like 
and outside looking in of real life? Like, do you do you find? I feel like this is going to sound crazy to you, but earlier we were talking about how some of these movies, Scream in particular, it almost feels like a cozy, warm blanket yeah. to watch. Like yeah. it's like, but for me, that. it's like because yeah. I watched this. This was this movie and like maybe four other movies when I was a kid. When I first started getting into horror movies, I would go to my cousin's house mm-hmm. like three times a week. And we would just watch these like four or five movies over and over and over again. I'm not sure if you saw like throughout that movie, I'm just like big fucking stupid smile because yeah. I'm like so like it's just like this is just home. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like back home sure. watching yeah, this. Yeah. For me, it's almost the opposite mm-hmm. where you love like the elaborate history where like I love the formula. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the same reason that someone loves a Fast and the Furious movie. They yeah. know exactly sure. what the yeah, formula yeah. is that they're yeah. going in for. So it's like I know exactly what I'm going to get when I put on a slasher movie yeah. every single time. And I think it goes back to what you're saying. Like, I feel like I'm in control of that situation because right. I can call the shots. Besides Scream, have you guys found that middle ground of like that movie you can watch? There's no like, like stakes to it. Yeah. To, to that, that horror element. But you both watch it and you're like, Okay, like this is why I love this genre of movie. Take Scream out of the occasion. Yeah. For me, equation. like Evil Dead is a big one. Like, so see, Evil and Dead. I'm gonna be the lame one because I'm gonna talk about like I love the dumb like killer doll movies. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole franchise of movies called Puppet Master that's just puppets coming to life, mm-hmm. and now, they're so dumb. They're so <laughs> low budget. There is zero stakes you, while you're do watching. Do you watch like, them because they are funny for how? scary they're trying I, to be so no i think the reason why i watch it is that the movie is dumb but when you're like an eight-year-old walking around the blockbuster and you see those covers like those covers haunted me as mm. a kid sure so like to finally like watch them be like this is nothing like it was yeah. like such like this win yeah besides scream what would be the horror movie you show people that are not horror movie people like, obviously you you put me into scream yeah tonight but if you were to take somebody and they're like, I'm not a horror movie person. It depends because like there's lots of different ways you could go about it. So I think that like Evil Dead is one that I enjoy because I like the practical effects. I think like the sure. the like story God is good. I like House so of a Thousand Corpses, but that's really gory. So like if you're okay with gore and... And that leaves a lot to the unknown. It does, kind of in the end. for it's sure. It's a very open-ended but it, ending. But it's also one of those things where like... It's so fantastical and like ridiculous that like, like you don't like I walk away from that movie and I'm like, I don't feel fear of any of those people finding me. Yeah. Like I just would never, you know, right, but, right. but, but I think, um, there's like ways, there are different routes you can go about it. Like when on your way here, I was thinking about like, what kind of movies could you watch that you wouldn't be scared of? And like you and I have talked about like the Jordan Peele movies before, like get out makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But those don't really feel as much like horror as they do like thriller. Like that would, I think like depending on the end of the, like I hate open ended situations. No, that that's a very clean wrapped in a bow ending. I think you would, you would be totally fine. I think what I appreciate about both of you is that you take into account whoever you're watching the situ- like I the feel movie. like you have to though. Yeah. Like if you're actually but, because it falls into two categories. If you're just trying to fuck with someone because mm-hmm. you know that they don't like these movies. But Matt, unfortunately, like that's not like I. I mean, I guess for me, it's like given. I want to share this thing that I love, yeah. and I want to find 
what will make you also right like i want you love to love it, it. Yeah. yeah well that's why like i think you and i have like reached a common ground with this is because you've always said to me like i i am not gonna make you feel i don't want to traumatize yeah. you yeah. like that's not fun ma- for anybody like, the, the thing is i don't want to ha- make you hate the thing, yeah the thing that i love yeah, right? yeah. So, Matt, when you're, like, showing anybody a horror movie, take Scream out of the occasion. It, what what it is would, your movie? It would actually be the other one that I was thinking about showing you, which was the Michael J. Fox one. Mm. Um, the oh, Frighteners. The, the Frighteners. Yeah. The Frighteners. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's another one where it's, like, it's so lighthearted. The other, so, the other, like, two quickly, like, two movies that I think were, like, movie and then category but like i think carrie is really interesting because carrie is one of those movies that like also you book to movie which is a crazy way to go about it yeah. carrie is also like like i've seen at the time that i had seen carrie i was like deep in watching all of my horror movies like this was like in the height of me like really discovering a whole bunch of them and when i watched carrie i was like oh like there's not that much that really happens in it. And I was so fucking scared when yeah. I left that movie. And it's honestly Sissy Spacek's her her like Spacek, her um acting is incredible. And she's like creepy right. and weird, but she's beautiful. Like when like it's such an interesting movie because And it's you're talking a, about the original. The Carrie, original, yeah. yeah. It's amazing because when you're watching it, like you are looking at like the quote monster the entire movie. But you're and, sympathizing with yeah, her simultaneously. But, yeah. It's like like one of those moments where like like horror ends up being so emotional and so like there's a lot of it that is really empathetic and Carrie was the first time I felt that way. And then anytime there's been anything like oh my god, what is his name now? The director of Haunting of Hill House that I love so much. Oh, uh, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Anything that he's directed has also f- made me feel that way. Like Oculus has made me feel that way. Gerald's Game has made me feel that way. Where like there's, he does a really good job in particular of making horror movies more about more than what they are. So like he has yeah. all these themes of like family and addiction and mental health that sort of are like through lines through everything that he creates. And I think that yeah. that's why and that's he, cool. I think that that's why he's so divisive mm-hmm. with his Netflix shows. Yeah, sure. Because, because yeah. like Bly Manor, a lot of people hate it. Bly Manor because mm-hmm. it wasn't what they wanted it to be. Yeah. But I love Bly Manor because it's, Manor. I'm like, this is just a beautiful <laughs> gothic ghost story. Yes, exactly. Like it's, but it's like a love story. Mm-hmm. Like it's way more about romance and like lost souls and and like soulmates than it has anything to do with scaring people. But people were like, no, it's October. And I need something scary. Yeah. What's this love shit? Yeah. I think what's also interesting about horror movies and like what I like about them a lot is that you don't like when you're watching something like a rom-com or a comedy or a romance, like whatever in those separate categories, there's a level of like vulnerability that you have to have to yeah. get in touch with the emotions that bring you to that place. Totally. When you're watching like a horror movie, there's almost like, there's all these layers of of um, defense that you build up in the fear that when it comes to those like little, it like almost like you built up all these layers and armor for the fear. And then all of a sudden, like this little jab on the side where you didn't have the armor, where yeah. it's like this empathetic part. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Um. I, so <laughs> I've absolutely got like Scream is a prime example where I didn't think when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I thought nothing of this. Yeah. Okay. But like as an adult watching it, even as someone who doesn't want to have kids, the opening scene is horrifying. Yeah. To imagine being a parent, mm-hmm. coming home, 
Your house is wrecked. I hate mm-hmm. that. You have no clue where your daughter is, and you pick up the phone and you can hear her yeah. slowly dying. Yeah. Over, like that is the most. Like if you're not feeling some type of empathy of like this mother is ruined. Yeah. Like the, and I think that that's what you and I were talking about hereditary earlier. Mm-hmm. Like that's what hereditary captures in a very painful way oh to watch. God, it's awful. Is like. Like there are Don't these artistic movies about grief. You won't ever. I promise I, no, you will never, never watch it. It's it's so disturbing in like ways that like I watched it one time. I will never watch it again. I think trying to make somebody or trying to put somebody through watching a horror movie is much more in the human psyche. And that makes it harder to do. I mean, I think it's difficult in any case when you're with someone that you care about, especially if it's a fairly new person that you're spending time with, Mm -hmm. showing them something that means so much to you is one of the most anxiety inducing things because like I used to have, this was like a big struggle for me and it still is to a certain extent, but like someone not liking something that means the world to me is not a reflection of how they feel about me, even though in my heart it feels like it is. Host, would you like to wrap up this episode of Alyssa Explains? My God, would I ever. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so tired. I can't wait to go to bed. Um, This has been fun. This has been, what a unhinged episode. It went on so many tangents. Anyway, thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed sitting with us tonight on our little Friday night movie night. We love you. This has been a really like lovely episode, a nice way to like get to know me, John and and Matt in a way that you normally might not and bond over some, some, some horror movies, some scary movies, movies in general. So I hope you'll have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you so much. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, we are always accepting questions about sex ed, about relationships, life advice. We will accept it all. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email to alyssaexplainsitallpod at gmail.com.